who have understanding of the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. We understand the signs and the times and the season of this house. An invitation to be an extension of the apostolic move, oh God. And so therefore, Holy Ghost, we release ourselves into your hands. We want to be sensitive to the flow of the Spirit, to the movement and to the dictates of the Spirit of God. We don't want to be restricted. We don't want to be held bound in a box, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Now listen to this. I'm reading from Acts chapter 16, verse number 14. It says that Acts chapter 16, verse 14. The scripture says that one of those listening was a woman from the city of Tatara named Lydia, a leader in a dealer in the in purple cloth. She was a worshipper of God. Note that. She was a worshipper of God. Now there's a difference between a worshipper and a churchgoer. A worshipper of God, heart is set on God. Do you remember the book of John Bible says, Jesus said, in fact the scripture said that those that come to worship God must believe he is. Not only that, they must understand that he is spirit and he seeketh those to worship him in truth and in spirit. For such the father seeketh after. So a worshipper of God meant that some Somebody who worship God in spirit and in truth. So you want to pray. The Bible said, God opened her heart to respond to the message. This is the prayer point. There is an invitation of God over this house to be an extension of the apostolic mandate. Now you want to pray that God, open me up. Let me avail and give myself on the altar. Let me be an extension of the apostolic move. Can you lift up your voice? I'm going to pray. Come on, lift up your voice. That we know the season has changed. We understand prophetically that the cloud over this house has been opened to be an extension to that mandate you gave to your servant. And so you are calling us corporately as a church to come to the place of total surrendering, oh God, and just as you open the heart of Lydia, oh God, to respond to the message, open our heart to respond to the invitation of the Spirit of God in this season and in this moment of this house. There has been an impartation, there has been a revelation, there has been a deposit of God. Now we lift up our voice and cry Antali ikoluwa ti ikaluwa maakun taluwa anta oh god sata ikoli ikoluwa hasa thank you father in jesus anointed name we are prayed please be seated i was supposed to be with you for um nine o'clock but I couldn't leave New Cross. New Cross has caught fire. Can I just say that for five minutes I will admonish you. And then Omima will come and open the service. I want to believe that every one of you, especially those of you who are ordained leaders, are very conscious of this time and this season that we are in in Christ's faith tabernacle. It is a prophetic time 
And God specifically told me to take this church back to the cradle. So from today, every ordained leader that comes to church must sign the register at the entrance. You sign the time you arrive for Sunday. Sign the time you arrive and, you know, against your name. Either you are a deacon or a deaconess or an elder, a pastor. And we start praying here from 8 o'clock. No departmental discussion. 8 o'clock you start praying. You pray till 8.30. 8.30 you break. And the department will brief themselves five minutes and then do all what they need to position themselves. I want department to be using the social media more on their main talk because on Sunday, briefing should not be more than five minutes. And then people are dispersed to their different locations. Now, for leaders who are going to be coming, that area to, uh, to the four rows will be for pastors and elders and as they, they, they come. And then um, the prayer of seven to, to uh, the prayer of nine to nine that is now the JTA. I will not hold a different meeting with JTA. Now, by default, every ordained leader is a, a member of Jesus Church, which is the evangelistic arm of Christ's faith tabernacle. And the way we do it is that when people come in, you will be led to your seat, and on your seat you will be praying. Why are we praying? We are praying because Jesus said pray. The primary duty of anybody ordained is to take care of the flock of God. Who do we pray for? We pray for every member of this church. Who do we pray for? We pray for people who God ordained to be here in that meeting that the enemy intends to hinder. Because a good number of people who God has touched and they say we are going to church, that church next Sunday, we are going to even members say we are going to church. Suddenly a little argument will break out between husband and wife and the day is over. It's by Satan. Somebody will just spend more time combing the hair and the time is gone. It's by the devil. So that we pray against every gimmick of the devil to hinder people from coming. What do we pray for? We pray for the manifestation of glory of God and power of the Most High. That is our first 30 minutes. So when we come in from that um, 9 o'clock to 9.10, everybody pray in tongues only. And then from 9.10, we begin to speak into all these areas I'm telling us. Now, I said this, and I think I can chuck this in. I want us to know from prophetic that God has given to us, what God specifically spoke. I'm going to play the, the tape to you before I start ministering. Just part of the tape. For you to know where, what, where are, is this church in God's global agenda? And where are you? If you are not able to know where you are, you cannot be positioned. Which means that the move will pass, will pass you. And that must not happen. It must not happen. And we must be conscious of prophetic so that we can walk and pray the prophetic and to be walked towards it. So I said to you that uh, Sunday morning, 
for all of you ordained leaders, you are supposed to be in the auditorium from one and a half hours. One hour, one hour sharp, you start the prayer. And then I'll be discussing with you too in your subsequent meeting about the, the mission God has given to us as a church. All what we're discussing, JTA, JTA is, Jesus said to me, it is an intercessory organ of Christ with Tabernacle, but it is not limited to leaders. It's for anybody who wants to pray. Any of the members, if you want to pray, want to know how to pray, you want to know how to pray and get hit the target. That is a training ground for you. It is a breeding ground where we train, you pray and you hear God. You pray, you prophesy. It will handle a matter. We want to hear prophecy, vision, direction in line with what we are praying. Do you get it now? So it's going to be a serious soldier discipline. In CFT, when you come into CFT from the dates, you will see intercessors praying till you enter this auditorium. That's how God gave me to establish this church. And in this case too, we will assign some of you who will be standing along that path and praying. Every ordained leader must be here an hour before the prayer will start. And you sign when you come in. And know this. When God calls for harvest, you fold your sleeve. Because the harvest is gone. When I was living overnight till morning this morning, I was praying for you. And I said to the Lord that, Lord, the time has come for us to be having two services in, in uh, New Cross and in Cathedral. Pastor, Pastor Ababa came with me from New Cross. Let me tell you what happened. Before we closed the New Cross, there was no room for people anymore. The whole of the, the corridor, people were sitting there. There was no more room to come in. People sat. I said, just get them sit everywhere. People sat on all the chairs. They sat in the little space between the PA system and the seat. And then I came out to the corridor. The corridor was jammed. And I said to the people, did you hear the message when I was preaching? They said they had everything. Because normally, I mean, when I was there, I didn't hear what they were saying over there. And they said they had everything. And I turned to uh, the person and I said, this is what I asked God for. We are getting ready for two services in New Cross. Because in New Cross, before we bought Cathedral, the church was jammed to the outside. People would be standing on the, in, on the road to the bus stop waiting for first service to finish. To the extent that BBC came to CFT, come and record, those days and greater have come. So we must be, you know, it's no more serving God the way I think. It's serving with God the way the Bible says. Because we saw it, Jesus said to us in Luke 11, that if you, bad fathers, know how to give good things to, to your children, how much more will Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him. Let's stand up together and we begin to pray that God's glory be manifest in this meeting tonight, eh, this morning. Father, we pray that the glory of God will be manifest. Tell the Lord, ask for your glory. Let your glory come. Let your power come. Let your fire fall upon everyone. Let your fire fall on your altar. Let your fire fall on me. Let your fire fall seven miles radius in this area. 
Let your fire fall, Lord. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Glory, 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 glory. Glory from God. Glory, 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 glory. Manifestation upon every soul in this minute today. Let your fire fall on this house today. Let your glory fall on this house today. Let your fire fall on this house today. The angels that you have ordained, release upon this house today. Let the devil manifestation of the gift that we have received from you. The gift that you have given to us. Bring them to manifestation. Father, we ask you, because your word is true. If we ask in your name, we will receive it. Thank you because you have answered us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Just to prepare us to start the, the meeting this morning. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary. May we see God in the sanctuary this morning? And beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. Let your lips glorify the Lord this morning. I will praise you as long as I live. It's a vow. As long as we live, we continue to praise the Lord. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Lifting up our hands in prayers in the name of the Lord. And that's what we're about to do this morning. Just prepare yourself and make sure that as we open the service, you lift up your hands as you have promised. You praise God as you have promised. From within you, you praise Him. So let's open the service as we read the book of Psalm 20. With an uplifted hand. When you say uplifted, you must lift your hand and just trust. Amen. Psalm 24. The earth, the Lord, and the fullness thereof the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his heart but falls, nor swear deceit. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God is Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek. Seek your face, O God of David. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? God Almighty. He is the King. Psalm 145. With an uplifted hand, I will, I will exalt my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. 
Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty act. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall, and lift up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. But all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
Bless your name, O Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Jesus, you are the everlasting. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Lord, we give you the glory to praise. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank God because He made a way for us. Lord, we bless you, O oh God. Thank you because in every situation, O oh God.
I say he will shake this world through you. Amen. Welcome someone beside in the name of the Lord. Amen. And please let me sit in the heavenly places. I'm so happy to be your pastor. And I thank God for ordaining me to be the father of this house. Yes. Yes. Some of you are called to be engineers, to be lawyers, to be doctors, to be nurses, to be carpenter, to be business tycoons. Is it tycoon they call it? Tycoon. That looks like Chinese to me. Whoever the case may be, you are business tycoons and uh, builders and um, pharmacists and chemists. By the way, one of my grandbabies landed yesterday. <laughs> Sister Miriam and brother Derek. The baby boy, as God has prophesied, landed. I remember that when God told me, she, the husband came to tell me that his wife has conceived. And both of them came to that room there. And the Lord told me, look at that boy in the womb of your daughter. And I said, baby, I welcome that boy in your womb. And as I said, we want to tell you that we are pregnant. I said, my wife is pregnant. I said, yes, that's why I'm telling you. And when the boy came yesterday, I said to him, son, and what is he? He said, it's a boy, as the Lord has said. I said, amen, and amen forever. You are in a church where God gives sight. I'm happy to be your pastor because of the grace unto which the Lord has called me. Jesus says the blind will lead the blind, they will fall into pit. But not so here. God has given eyes for us to see. He has given us mind to understand. So that we are walking in the direction that heaven has ordained for us. But I want to say this because I want to show you the prophecy spoken last, uh, you know, not last Sunday, but the Friday before overcomers concerning the month of September and concerning Christ's faith tabernacle. Every one of us in this church are so privileged because in these days, the voice of God is rare, but not here. When you say church, church for me, it's a garden of people who begin as ordinary people, but they soon begin to function in the spiritual. That is church for me. Because Jesus says, spirit gives back to spirit as flesh gives back to flesh. And when you begin to encounter the spiritual, it will be evidence to everybody and to you that something has shifted. And in this house, I teach you and admonish you on the things to do. So that you can function all this. All the whole of last week was talking about the Holy Spirit. 
I'm very thankful to God for testimonies of a number of you who have encounters. Even yesterday, we had some in the, in the uh, workers' meeting spoke about the things that they saw. And some have te- sent me, you know, texts about visions God showed them. And these things are real. When God shows the same vision to three people who didn't know, and all the three are talking to me, <laughs> then I think God is saying something very, very loud and clear. What is he saying? The Lord is here. But I want to say this, that when God gives us prophecy, if you cannot remember and pray yourself into it, that prophecy may not take place. If God gives you prophecy, and you do not comport your mindset, your action and attitude, in conformity with what God is saying, you will have the prophecy, but it will never happen. Some people felt that when prophecy is given, it has to happen. No, it doesn't be. It's not like that. There's a face of prophecy that God will tell you what he has determined to do. There's a face of prophecy God is telling you what he has ordained for you. Somebody was sharing with me in this week among you. No, last Sunday, they came to visit me up there, the family, after service. And when they came up, they said they came from Robby. And all the way from Robby, I have to see them. So I said, okay. I saw them. So when I saw them, I said, why did you come to see me? The young man, small boy like that, said, Apostle, I want you to pray for me. That's why we come to see you. Small boy like that. Now, when a young boy or a young girl makes a demand, they know what they are talking about. I said, if I had been told that it's just for prayer, you would not have waited. I would have stopped seeing everybody and pray with you and go. So I took the oil and I anointed him and his other members of family. And as I was anointing them, because there are three children who came with the mother. Annoy this one, annoy this one, annoy that one. I finished praying for them. <laughs> and the Lord told me, this one will be an engineer. I said, yes, you will be an engineer, isn't it? He said, yes, sir. And the mother was almost crying. The mother said, Apostle, when I was in, when I was in London as a member, I was challenged by your encounters of heaven. Whenever you talk about Jesus appeared to you, I really go and, and, and speak. And one day you spoke about how Jesus revealed to you each of the children you will, you will give birth to on earth and who they will be. He said, I went and I began to fast and pray and ask God, I am not married. What about the children you will give me? And he says, then the Lord Jesus appeared to me and called each of my children out. And there are three. And he says, this one will be an engineer. This one will be an architect. This one will be, I think he lawyer something like that, mentioned the name. He said, but this boy that you said, the Lord Jesus said to me, he'll be an engineer like his father. So she now told the Lord, you mean my husband will be an engineer? And the Lord didn't reply. You know, that's how the Lord behaves (laughs) for you. (laughs) He had told you (laughs) that he will be an engineer like his father. Then you're asking that, will my husband be an engineer? And the Lord will just look at you like that. That I, I suppose you had known that, you know. <laughs> you ask from the Lord what you don't know, not what you know. And so, she said, and that was the beginning of her journey. 
So she knew, she said, then I knew my husband would be an engineer. But I saw these children as they are now, that's how they look, but matured. He said, I thank God today for confirming it. And the family went back to Robbie. You know, what I'm saying this to you is that that boy now is preparing to study as an engineer. I've not finished that. So she said to me that, she now said to the Lord, but there is no girl among these three. And the Lord said, what I will for you, my, my plans for you is to have three. But she said that, but I want a girl. And the Lord said, that is your desire. It will be granted. However, for me, it is three that I want to give you. And the Lord made distinction from that vision about God's perfect will and God's permissive will, which Kenneth Hagin have been teaching about. So, after giving birth to the three that God gave, God now gave her the girl that she wanted. It shall be so for you. The Bible says the Lord will supply all your needs. So if you desire something, then we give it to you. However, your desire sometimes may not be God's perfect will for you. But God will not allow that desire to stop his perfect will because he will still give you his perfect will. I would get that. Don't make any mistake about it. The child that God now gave her, which is the girl, also has destiny. Though that child is a gift. If she did not desire that child, that spirit will not be sent by God from heaven. It will be with God till now and for eternity. Because we all came from him. In heaven is the spirit of man. A section with the spirit of man. When people have intercourse, God sends the spirit into that womb and it becomes a child living soul. That's why abortion is murder. Abortion is murder. I was on television, look, watching television over this few days. What about women who are raped? Abortion is murder. What about that child who has no guilt and you will allow your rape, your, your, your thought about rape to kill an innocent child? Which one is, is what? Can you understand it now? Somebody raped somebody. God sent a spirit into that body. And that one who is innocent child was killed because somebody felt because I was raped. If you look at common sense jurisprudence, you will agree with me that even if a woman is raped, it's not a license to kill an innocent soul. For that soul has destiny. And you can never know, the woman can never know whether all the children you will give back to an earth. It is that child that will stand for you in the end of your life. Take that child out. God will not duplicate it. You have to suffer in the end of your life. Because the one God sent to you is destroyed. So there is no legitimacy for abortion. Are we together now? I can't hear someone. Those who argue for abortion, you know, they, they have all this, what about the woman, what about the woman? They never say what about the innocent soul that is a victim because of what about, what about the woman or the man. I think that innocent soul 
has more credence. Like you and I. The souls are. So there is no legitimacy for abortion. Unless if somebody miscarried. Okay, now. Hey, somebody is watching me that is about to commit abortion. Stop it! And do it. Don't go ahead. Let's listen to the prophecy, then I will share with you briefly. Come on, can we have this uh, projector team? I can't hear the the volume. Please watch this. What a gracious night. You are going to the Mount of Grace. The Lord will make all grace abound unto you in this new month. This is Overcomer's Night. It's transition to the new month. We're going to the month nine. Nine is a three multiple of three. Three is God's completion. Completeness. It symbolizes God's perfection as well. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. As you are going into the new month, which is the ninth month, it shall come to pass that heaven over you shall open up. Your cloud over you shall send the dew of heaven. Your ground over you will sprout forth fruits. Your seed that you have been sowing from January shall bring forth harvest. The difficulty of your life shall be made possible. The Lord will give his angels charge over you. They will trigger what you have been longing waiting for. They will bring to manifestation your hope that has almost become hopeless. They who were with Israel when they moved through the wilderness, when Jehovah went ahead of them, they shall be with you and bring you to the place God has prepared for you. May the Lord cause His light to shine upon your path. The Lord will assign a messenger at the door of your lips. Your month of September will be a month to be reckoned with. Your month of September will be a month you will never forget. There are things that heaven has spoken concerning you. That the Father had put them together as a package for you in the new month. They will be delivered to your hands by the hands of angels. Amen. I see Christ with tabernacle like a newborn baby. But dressed like a king. Can a baby rule? Yes, says the living God. I see the scepter in his hand, though he looks like a baby. I see a royal robe upon him. And yet, he jumps out of the hand of his mother. Stands on his feet and starts to run. I see his robe flying behind him. And I see a trail of many running after him. For the word that the Lord has spoken shall be brought to pass. Concerning Christ with tabernacle, the diadem that God has given to them shall be adorned by nations. Though you look small in your own eyes, says the Lord. But he that lives forever and ever shall bring to pass that which he had promised. Manifestation that will humble humanity. 
with the spirit of humility upon his sins. I see the hand of God lifting you up. You have seen some lifting up over the period, but what you are about to enter from September will blow your mind. Did I say to Jacob, seek me in vain, says the Lord? Will the people pray continuously without seeing God? Yes. You have entered the month of your grace. As God has said, grace will work for you. In the month of September, grace will be lavished over you. In the month of September, grace will guide you. In the month of September, grace will lift you up. Expect, be full of expectancy and be thankful. Be thankful with joy. Celebrate for your redemption has come. That which God puts in your heart, do it. Do not hold back any longer. There may not be way for people there, but there is way for you because you went through the way. It may be a dead end for others, but because you passed through the way, there shall be a highway for you. See the angels of harvest with sickle in their hands, bringing the harvest for you. This is what God spoke, part of what God spoke to us. I want to say something to you. We have entered a new phase. I'm going to share briefly with you what God put in my spirit after having the encounters of the gift of the Spirit and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the past two weeks with all myriads of testimonies that have been flowing in I believe I should speak to you briefly about the church of the living God post-COVID. The church of the living God post-COVID. And in this lecture, I'm going to be looking, ending up looking into turning your tragedy to triumph. We know that the, the world is in chaos. But we know that for us in Christ with Tabernacle, God spoke to us before COVID started. And amazingly, God told us last year, in this year, the plague will come. Haven't they spoken and warned us for some years? When, what time are we living in? Look at the book of Revelations, chapter 22, verse 12 and verse 3. It says, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last and the beginning and the end. So if you look at what Jesus said there, here, he says, I am coming soon. And then he said, my reward is with me. And he says, I will give to everyone according to what he has done. Now before we move into what is the soon, and how do we know this soon? Let me just give you a good news. Is this. All your success in the world is good. You have become professionals in various fields. Fantastic. God wants you to have that. 
so that you can have the comfort necessary. If you spend your young age seeking God and studying, you will not have many headaches when you are old. I'm a living testimony and some others among us who have who knew the Lord when we were young. All the regrets many people have in our age, we don't have it. Because we did not have privilege to create it for ourselves. Because how you lay your mat, you sleep on it. How you lay your bed, that's how you sleep on it. What you are doing to yourself at young age is waiting for you when you grow older. However, imagine all your certificates that you have. Imagine the fantastic salaries that you are earning. The big business that God has given to you. Houses, you have cars, talk about it. God has blessed you so much. Especially in CFT these days, I'm telling you that I, I told them in New Cross now, I'm so happy at the news I'm hearing from you. Very happy. Because in our, in our, in our midst, among from our youths, those who are older, but much more manifestation among the youths. The testimonies that we have seen in this house over the past two months, three months really, is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing in the area of God blessing and promotion and provision. Somebody who had no job, got a job, may. Somebody who had been so impoverished, bamboozed by by a wrong marriage. And got a job. And then suddenly, salary increased. Then suddenly God spoke about blessing, worked on it, demanded from God. Before you know it, she's on six figures. And I have about ten I've listened to within me and now. Whose salary just went from 60,000, 50 something thousand, and they are now on six figures. I don't think that come by chance. God spoke. At the time God spoke, those things manifested. Prophetic birthed them. Birthed them. People who have been sick and ill healed. A woman gave testimony in the week. Is British born, grown, and the immigration will not give her husband visa. And then, you understand the family bonding, and our government immigration are bound on deporting that man. For four years, they told him to be signing on. Are we together now? When we have criminals who are still in this country, and people who are good citizens, married to a good citizen, working and contributing their quota to the development economy of the United Kingdom. But the law is an ass because in the hands of the execution of the law is in the hands of some ignoramus. And they decided to deport the woman. Alright? But God spoke this week from the plane. The judge made The judgment, and he was stopped. That plane was stopped. They brought him out from the plane and back because God spoke. The woman, I don't know, but the man has been listening to a prayer session from prison 
where they put him for from June or for six months. For six months, I the testimony said. And when God will speak, God said, You listening to me in the prison, you are free. And the woman says, she jumped up and said, That is my husband. And the second second day, God said, the, Your file is in the presence of the Father. And he had dealt with your case. That is the day they released him from the plane. You may not understand. If you are a woman or a man, you are married. And you are living happily with your wife or husband. And suddenly someone said, the Lord does not permit you to leave. When it's not arranged marriage, they are taking you away from the one you love, from the children that you love. And you are in the plane going to where? Where you don't know for years. And God intervened by prophetic. So in this house we have seen God move. So much. But Jesus says, with all this victory and all the wealth and all the testimonies that we carry, you and I one day close our eyes, we cannot open it again. And we took our last breath. When that happened, your car, useless. Your certificate, useless. All testimony ceases. You are married, you are not married, you have children, you don't have children, you will not remember anything. Because from that time, you stand in the presence of he that is coming soon. To give accounts to what you have done while you are in the bodily form. You know why I'm helping you to see this? Because everything I'm going to speak to you will be based on this for the next one month. What will be of you? What account will you give before Jesus that this is my account? You have testimonies of success. Some of you will become chief executive of conglomerates. But what about when that stops? And this is the time that we are talking about. Jesus says, I'm coming soon. And my reward is with me. And I will give unto you according to what you, each one, have done. Now, what is that soon that Jesus spoke about? Matthew 24, verse 1. In Matthew 24, verse 1, he says, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples called up, a, a call, came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Verse 2 says, do you see all these things? All these things, he asked. I tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. See, Jesus said, the Bible says that Jesus came to the temple and was talking, and as he was walking away, when his disciples came up to him uh, to call his attention to its building. And Jesus said to them, do you see this building? Not one stone will be left. How many of you have been with me to Israel? We were there, aren't we? We went to that building and there was no stone left. No stone. We went to that very building. We went to that spot. where you, That's where you have the willing world now, as Jesus said. That no stone will be left. It was humongous. And the, 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 the building had been torn down, as Jesus said. 
Then in verse 4 it says, As Jesus was sitting on Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of age? Which Jesus said, I'm coming soon. How many of you were in Israel with me? You remember when we went to the Mount of Olives? The very place that this scripture was fulfilled, that Jesus, the disciples were asking him. We went there. We were there. And we saw this, the, 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 the temple as they saw it. But over the temple now is a dome. Is a mosque. Temple destroyed. And so when they ask him, they should tell them what will be the signs of his of the end of age and of his coming. Which means the coming of Jesus will be the end of this existence. Because they ask him, tell us what is going to be the, the sign of your coming and of the end of age. This globe will be brought to an end by the coming of Jesus. And Jesus began to speak and said in verse 4, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. You know there's a lot of deception going on in the whole world today, isn't it? Come on now, church. Yes, let's talk together now. I think I need to move about. I would have given us coffee break, but unfortunately, COVID would not allow me to give you coffee. <laughs> Come on now, let's talk together. That scripture tells you now. It says, Jesus said, watch out that you are not deceived. You know that deception is so much in our time especially in the church of God global. Okay? Some people said they would not go to church because of ministers that they have seen who are deceivers. But that does not mix with common sense to me because a doctor was terrible doesn't mean you shouldn't study medicine. Because a lawyer was a crook does not mean you should abstain from studying law. Because you surely need it along your path in life. If I friends to say that that pastor was a crook, that I'm not, I don't believe in that God. I don't I want to go to church. He has just been deceived. <laughs> Are we together? There is deception and there is delusion. They are two different things. But they work for pursue. One is the primary, the other is the secondary. And one is a stepping stone into the other. A man deceived can still repent, but a man deluded will be destroyed. You remember God told me at the beginning of last year and this year, that Satan is going to send out delusion. Yes? Come on now. Yes? When you have people up there, tell me and I will go up again. What is deception? Deception is a counterfeit truth. And anybody who is deceived will, will suffer consequence of deception, but he can change his mind because he was just deceived. Look at Judas. When Judas was deceived and still assaulted Jesus Christ, he went after and he was sorry for it isn't it however the recompense of his deception is that he has to hang he hung himself delusion and deception work very pursuit hey so watch out that you are not deceived when covid started some deceivers emanated from the church of god all over the place and started talking nonsense and some people wrote me, I can still read one to you from one of the guys in America, one of the top guys in America. Apostle Williams, 
what is your feel? What is your take about vaccine? And I said to him that I'm so sorry for you. Do you have a take? Have you ever taken Panadol or Prostamol? He said yes. So what's the difference between Prostamol and vaccine? Oh, have you ever, you went to Africa, didn't you? He said yes. Did you take uh, malaria vaccine? So that anti-malaria? Oh, yes, they gave you anti-malaria tablet. You took it. No, you shouldn't have taken it. So that when you land in the airport of Nigeria, the first visitor that will welcome you is the mosquito that does not, you can't bind him. And when he's seeing you well and say you are welcome to Nigeria, he has marked you. Everywhere you go, they start coming. And some people, while the mosquitoes are doing, they slap themselves and say, yeah, you are welcome. You are welcome. We don't have hand to slap, but with your own hand, you will slap yourself. Hallelujah. And then, when malaria settled in, some have lost their life by it. Because they did not take that precaution. And I said to him, my, my take is so simple. God told us in this house on the 5th of January last year that I've been telling you about plague, plague, plague is coming. This year it will happen. And I sent him the video. When God told us. And God said to us that I will give cure to diseases. The month of October and December markets. And on October, they brought out the vaccine. December, it was validated. So, who brought the vaccine? God. Who brought the disease? The devil. Ravager. To work havoc because of the sins of man. So I said to him, who is a prophet? Is it the one who tell you, God said, after something has happened? Or the one who told you before things are going to, going to happen, that this is going to happen, get, get ready. This is what God will do to you. I said, that is a prophet. A prophet is the one who speaks before anything happens. That's a prophet, not somebody who speaks after things have happened. That scripture says that, watch out that you are not deceived. Watch out that you are not deceived. Watch out that you are not deceived. One of the greatest deceptions the devil brought in this age and time is the COVID. Let me tell you something. God told me, and I, I want you to remember this. You remember when I, saw, when I was standing here and I saw like a flood coming upon the face of the earth. That was 2019. And I said, I see a flood coming over the face of the earth. And I see that if God did nothing about the flood, it will wipe up the whole of humanity. But I saw a standard mercy from God stop the flood. And for that, humanity was not wiped out. And then the second year, COVID came. If there was no vaccine, half of this world would have been dead today. It's not a matter of argument. You can't argue it. Because the rates where we are dying in England before vaccine was introduced was alarming and the curve the graph of death was formerly linear but it became exponential if you did mathematics you'll understand me when somebody a graph becomes exponential it's turning to what is called infinity that's the position because one through one person Five contacted the disease. If it is linear, five people times five will be 25. But unfortunately, five who contacted it 
may give back to hundred. And we saw how so many people died at the beginning because they said they had underlying factors. People who have um, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and all those factors that they are still struggling to, to fight in their body, many died because the immune system was low. This is common sense. It's not rocket science. Imagine there is no vaccine. We were, you know, can I say to you that, you know, we are to be in Nigeria next week, but we are here in England for other reasons. Somebody called me and said, Apostle, 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 are you still going to Nigeria? We said, no, we are not going to Nigeria because, you know, we have some emergencies we have to attend to. He said, ah, thank God. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, somebody just came from Nigeria with a court variance D. Is it D variant they call it? D variant. Eh? Delta. It's Delta. Okay. Now, this is the problem with the person. The person, you know, I was told that people buy the certificates that NHS is giving us now. Yeah? They buy it. And they flew with it. Among them were those who have the Delta variant. They said it all over the world. And the people in the plane caught it. Okay? However, this person, strange enough, had an underlining factor. If it was before, he would have been dead before he came back to London. Quick, he got the plane back to London to be treated. But he had been double jabbed. He had been double jabbed. How did he know he would catch it? I'm talking about deception of Satan. When some people are saying that, ah, it's a mark of the beast. I don't know their own beasts that have that kind of mark. Oh, it is this. And some believers, unfortunately, believed the lie. That person now, we are praying that God will restore the person. But if not for the fact that the person has been double jabbed, you know, the state of the person is such that you get it after of two weeks, they are dead. Everybody in that state, two weeks, they are dead. So he's still battling because he has all this pain and all this stuff, but it's not such that would make him to be hospitalized. Deception. There are people who went to their pulpit and told their members not to take it. Bishops, apostles, prophets, pastors, on their deathbed, they said, go and tell the people I lied. Please, but it's too late for them. I, I'm using it because this is what is prevailing in our time now, and it's a, it's a, it's a blatant deception. A real deception. Deception is counterfeit of truth. It will be sold to mankind. Jesus said, watch out and do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. The next verse began to talk about some source of deception. Some will come in my name. Many will come in my name. Claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. I don't want to mention countries, but there are some countries now you want to know false prophets go there, you'll find them. They are building empires. Many will claim I am Christ and will deceive many. We have seen so many of that. The next verse. 
We're talking about this end time and you. It says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be famine and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Look at what is happening across the globe this year. Fire in a country. America has fire on this west coast. And it's having flood on the other side. It's having rain and flood. Alright? It's just a matter of that rain to go to where fire is. But it will not. Because judgment is about. Judgment is about. What causes judgment? Depravity and wickedness of mankind. There are things that happen on earth. I will beg all of you who listen to me. Don't rely on BBC or ITV for your judgment and for your decision. Especially when you talk about things that you don't know. This case of Afghanistan, who can tell me what is going on there? No man under heaven, but there are some people who know it. Because they planned it. You and I can know it. There are some people who are the drawing board. Before 20 years ago, who determined what to do in Afghanistan? Why they want to do what they want to do? And the clique are still alive. But what happened this week is such, this month, is such, is such, is such a strange thing. That all what they invested failed before their eyes in few days. All the armory of West, all the intelligence of West became foolish. Haitofel gave wrong counsel. Listen to me. But this I know from basic intellectual knowledge that it will constitute part of the next financial crisis. Write me down. This is not prophecy. You know, God has been telling us that the financial crisis we saw now is minor, that a bigger one is coming. That's what God told us since last year. You remember? And I was listening to a prophecy in 2019 when the Lord said that, oh, England, our prime minister is coming in now. We are moving away from you, from, from EU, that we are going to be in recession till 2005. I saw it, 2025, 2025. That from next year, you'll be in recession till 2025. COVID has not come. So we are still managing Brexit and the effect, and then COVID came. All right, now, if you listen to the news over the past few 24 hours, they, they told us the number of, of shops that are closing daily in our high streets. Okay? God has helped you here. None of you is jobless, but there are people who have been terribly jobless. That these houses must stand up to help them in the society, in the community. Because they, haven't caught, they are not the ones who cause it. Those who cause the problem sleep in air-conditioned rooms. And we pay our money to protect and guard them. Yes. And they play with the life of generations. But watch out. On your news, we start to reveal, uh, 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 hear revelations. People will be exposed. Why? Because of end time. All these wars and rumors of war is beginning of bad. 
the end time I'm talking about. Then he says, Nations will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famine and earthquakes in various places. But all these is the beginning of their pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted but put, but, and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. That is happening right now. There are some countries that to be a Christian is to die. Nigeria is one of it. There's, three, there's some regions in Nigeria, if you're a Christian, just count your days. They will soon come to your door, armed, take your children, army, air force, police, navy, can do nothing. Government, the children of government, they carry. And there are some people who have been slaughtered every day because they say they are. If someone prophesied this to me when I was in Nigeria 35 years ago, I would say to that prophet that, well, because you are a prophet, I accept you, but what you are saying cannot come to pass. Because of the kind of people who are Christians in Nigeria, the prayer they pray in Nigeria, and we, because of the nation of Nigeria, what the people are resilient, strong, and tough. But come on, let me tell you something. An invasion came over Nigeria from the northern Nigeria. And every Southerner that are powerful, that are strong, they are invading them gradually, and we recognize they have no power at all. It's not mouth. It's just mouth. They themselves are now saying that we don't know what to do. Listen to me. Jesus said it. So, there is no nation in the world that didn't have their own branch. Go all over Africa. You will find all these things happen. Go all over Asia. You will find all these happen. Look at Myanmar. Look at all over the place. There is chaos. Chaos. Terrible one. China, the country that did not have such chaos, they are, they are, they are, they are under judgment. Fire burning, destroying houses, destroying lives, flood, fire without a cause. While others have been beheaded, others have been destroyed by, 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 by disaster. Because Jesus said it will happen. These things will happen before it's coming. Then he says, then you will be handed over to persecuted and put to death. At that time of this season, many will turn away from the faith and will betray each other. And many false prophets will arise and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will was cold. Eh? You can see that that is happening in church today. Somebody can go to the surgery to see doctor and wait for four hours. If they wait for two hours in the church, they are looking at time. Who do you love? Who do you love? Have you seen somebody who went for a date with his lover? And he just said to the lover that, look, I have to leave now. After one hour or two hours, I said that, I have to leave now. Why are you leaving? You are taking too long time. You have had enough of me. And that lover will continue to love the person. Can women answer me? A man who tells you that, you will say that, I want to have, take his hand in marriage. Say, I had too much of you. When there is love, time fades away. Am I talking? So how can you say you love God when you give God time? Christians will go to their knees and pray, Father, Lord, Lord, Father, 
Five minutes they got up. I have prayed. I have prayed. And then when the devil raised his head, they will start fasting. What are you fasting for? If you have spent love time with God, you would not have needed that fast. <laughs> the love of many will ask cold. Some people come to church and say, my only say prayer, I say amen. No, 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 no. Your love is waxing cold if that is you. Verse 21 says, for then there will be a great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now. Never to be equal again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive it. But for the sake of the elect, those days which cut short. And if there is anything that would describe that statement today, I'm sure that you will agree with me is the invasion of COVID. God said there will be distress. When COVID struck, there was distress all over the world. Oh, America said it cannot come here. Others shut their door. They didn't know it has already entered. This is sickness that your visa, border control cannot deport. Where is that sort of sickness? Africa said that we are immune. And they are the ones using all the, COVID, all the vaccine remaining now. It's Africa they are taking it to. Yes. The Lord said there will be such distress that if the time is not cut short, there will be no one that will be alive. So this is the time. But you know something? Imagine another plague come that there is no vaccine. But it's coming. God said it. You know why it's coming? This world will not give their airing to God. But it will come. But let me say this. God said, when that will come, it will avoid some people and the world will know that this is God. And they are the people of the world. Those who believe in Jesus. They will see all over. It will avoid them. Because they will have no cure to this one. And people will start running to church. People will beg us to open the church and that let us just live here. Because they will recognize that the people who go to churches who have God's children are not affected by this. It's coming. But what do you, or let's say what admonition is it for you and I? What did Jesus says that both of us should do in this season? Verse 13. He says, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Stand firm with Jesus, I'm telling you. Stand and stand very firm. That is where your salvation lies. Don't worship God the way you think. I would be now. Yesterday in our workers meeting, one of the things that people had, the Holy Spirit said clearly during the week is that be transformed with the renewal of your mind. Don't walk like the world walk. Don't behave like people in the world behave. Don't do like they do. Let there be a distinction between you and them. Beginning from your look to your words, to your character, to your behavior. Don't be controversial in any way. Because 
Let me tell you something. If you don't stand with the Lord, something is coming shortly that will make people run. Run elter-skelter in this world. COVID was small to what is coming. Stand firm. And then he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And that is where we're going to stop today. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached. In other words, in the midst of tragedy, there will be a triumphant church imagine. That is what he's saying. In the midst of chaos, triumphant church will emerge in this season. And this is where you and I belong. Standing firm with God and turning tragedy to triumph. When all these things Jesus said comes, what should you do? Seek God with all your heart. No more playing games at all. Look at yourself as the only one that God will use. <clears throat> not us. Judge yourself alone, not others. <coughs> Examine yourself alone, not others. Submit to the counsel of God. When God admonish, submit. When God rebuke, submit. When God encourage you, be happy. Make God your priority. Don't associate with anybody that you see that will lead you into error. Anybody who will lead you into sin, cut them off, rebuke them, blunt. It does not matter what title they carry. If you not happen, if you see somebody say that God is telling me that there are ten people here who should sow a seed of one thousand pounds, tell them, shut up, you liar. We had enough of that nonsense. <clears throat> Tell us the problem of somebody in this place and solution. Don't associate with anybody who has anything to do with deception. Don't be a friend of people who are pejorant. People who will come to your house and start talking about others. Shut your door against them and tell them, don't step here anymore. You better not be their friends. Those who lay you waste will depart from you. People who slander the testimonies of others, don't let them come near you. <clears throat> don't engage yourself in the secret work of Satan because time is running out. Time is running out. Anything that will pollute your mind, don't accept it. Someone says to you, you cannot make it. Tell him that you have made it already. Let me say something to you. In this age that we are living, all of you who are in CFT or if you listen to me on television, you can confirm this. There is a way that seemed right to man, it leads to regret. There is a way that seemed right to man, it leads to destruction. I remember when we all started in London, when Christ of Tabernacle started. Christ of Tabernacle started before most churches that came up and all over the place. Let me tell you this. That was a big race. All of us are serving God. All of us are working for the Lord. And noise all over the whole place. Then suddenly factions started coming into the church of God. Band of people began to move together. And then in a short while they described themselves as the one who succeeds. And without their club, you cannot make it. That's what they said. And they made money off people. Every prayer, there must be a seed for it. Prosperity was perverted. 
They were getting rich at the expense of others. And some of them got into the books of IRS. IRS, no, Inland Revenue. And IRS in America. Government was after some of them after some time. And there was so much happening. Some of them slept with girls in their churches. Slept with wives of other people in their churches. Listen to me. All manners of evil was happening among them. But Christ with tabernacle lie his head low. <laughs> you will never find a guy among any pastor of CFT. No pastor of CFT has slept with somebody's wife or took somebody's wife or impregnated some girls and abused and all stuff. Nobody can come here and say that apostle you took my money. Nobody can come here and say that you asked me to sow a seed and I didn't get results. And that seed, I want it back. <laughs> of course, if you told me to sow a seed and it didn't germinate, I can come and collect my seed back. Let me tell you this. There is no scandal with us. Why? Why? That is a way that seemed right to man. The end of his destruction. While everybody was doing jamboree, I remember we were doing crusade in various countries. The crusade became so big. What I'm telling you this is my conclusion. The crusade became so big to the place where our president of nations was inviting, inviting us. God was healing. God was doing mighty miracles. And the last onslaught when we were invited to Yaoundé, which involves so many of the cabinet ministers and all the church leaders, including the Roman Catholic Church, the Lord said, stop it. Can you stop your big plan when God tells you? You must get there. That's where we're going. Say, Lord, they are waiting. Lord, look at all the preparations. God says, stop it. I call you and tell them that no more. I'm not coming next year. Ah! What will they say? What will people say? We have just got a breakthrough to the president, you know. Because it doesn't take us, uh, we Christians, you know, because of his uh, affinity. What would you say? What would we say? I said, the Lord told me to stop that crusade. Huh? If I'm doing crusade, it's not for the Lord. I said, somebody else should do it. Okay. Lord, what shall I do? What shall I do? I didn't understand fully at the time. The Lord said, go and study the law. Let me tell you something. One of the things God did by my going into the field of law, one, is that he shot everybody's mind in this church up up so that people who have whose morale have died to achieve on earth began to receive strength both young and old and God began to guard my steps finish the LLM go to the LLM when I began to do my LLM something triggered in this house there is no young person in this church that wants to settle for the crumbs that fall on the table. 
the message began to change. You could see reality. Power of the Spirit began to manifest with the wisdom and intellect of the world. It changed the reason of everybody. Before we know it, now look at you. A very young age, you are adding six figures. Look at you. A very young age, you are qualified professional. Those who are old even went back to school and got first class. Listen to me. I will have joined gang. That would not have happened. I will have joined them. Maybe I have a house in California, but with a sickness that would make me not to be able to live in that house. I will have joined them, but I cannot hear God as I hear Him today. And things will be happening in the globe. And you ask me, Apostle, what is God saying? Oh, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. <laughs> I can't understand. I don't know the rest of the tongue. Oh, Sarah, Sarah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> hey, there is a God in Israel. If you follow him, you will not shipwreck. I may not have yachts. I don't need it. I may not have a jet. I don't need one. I may not have a rocket, but I go to heaven beyond the rocket of man. I may not have thousands of people, but you that I have, you are substance. There is no one in CFT that Satan can pursue. It doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen here. There is nothing 10,000 goats can do with the cub of a lion than to be a good dinner for him when he grows up. It's a matter of deciding which one is delicious for today and pick him up. That is what God has made of us. And so I say this to you. That God who has been our God, that one who has been guiding and leading us, is the one you must follow. If there is any one of you who is following the world, get back out of the world. I've told you from the beginning that your color, if you are a black person, is not a hindrance in this country, it's a blessing. Now this country is looking for black people to put in power. And I've been getting you to dig down over the years. You don't have scandal, you don't have criminal record. Some of your mates are in jail. You didn't go to jail, you are preaching to them. Some of your mates have gone to, you know, gang. They are innocent, but they are in trouble. You are not. You are spending that time studying the word of God, following God, and reading. Now they are positioning you. Now is your time to be placed by God. Come on, let me tell you. I can walk into the city, and I can look at a tower, and I can find a member of CFT on the top. I can walk into the council, and I'm looking for someone to help me. And someone say, Apostle, oh, is this where you are? Oh, I'm the director of this list. Come on, Apostle, let's go. Ah, what do you want? I can go into the hospital, and someone can say, ah, that's my Apostle. Oh, you have been talking of him. Before you know it, the whole road is passed. This is what is happening to me now, Mommy. This is what is happening to me. I'm not going from 
um, one scrub prison to Brixton prison and to the one in Wales. It's not happening here. Why? Because we follow Jesus. The time has come for you and I. The time has come for you. It says, stand firm therefore. And this gospel of the kingdom. When we go out now to preach the gospel, no one can say to us that we are preaching for a belly. Now that God had given you for life, go out to the streets. Talk about Jesus to everybody. Now that God has positioned you, use your position to let people who are hurting know they don't have to. They don't have to hurt. There is somebody who paid the price for them. Many of these people don't know. I was amazed when workmen come to my house to work. Tyler Plumber, they bear Matthew, they bear John, they bear Peter. They know nothing about Jesus. Vocations. Do you know about Jesus? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I heard about Jesus. He's a good man. That's what they told me. Said, but you are Peter. You don't know? He said, yeah, yeah, that's Bible name. Do you know the Peter in the Bible? I've never read Bible. You have never read the Bible. He said, why should I? So many of them. The time has come for you and I to reach them. You are going to make a vow before the Lord that you will turn the tragedy of this season into trial by going out and letting people know there is somebody who paid the price for them before this tragedy began. And there is somebody who has the power to turn their tragedy to triumph. If a person of my age can go back to school after I've, I've, I've passed 50 when I went to school. All right? And I'm still reading up to now. So if somebody who is 30 without achievements decide to go and be a lawyer, as long as you didn't have criminal record, it's a matter of seven years. All what you had is secondary school level. You want to be a doctor. It's a matter of several years. They made education so easy in England that as a mature student, they can teach you a bridging course and you can go to any career you desire in life. You will not be molested. But the people out there don't know that. They don't know that. Really, many who know it don't have the courage. You know there is someone called Jesus. If you have him, he will give the courage. If you have him, he will open the door. If you have him, he will see you through it. And you can turn your tragedy to triumph just in the twinkle of an eye. This is the work God has sent us. Next Sunday, we're going to be looking into strategic evangelism. How we can, the template we're going to use to reach the people. Formerly, we used to go to the streets, to this market, we will go again. Choir, you will get yourself armed together. Other arms of the church, you put yourself together. Where we have evangelism every Saturday, we will resume all this back before the end of this month. So that for evangelism, it will be your turn one Saturday in a, in a month. And those of you who are all available, you will go back again every Saturday. The, world, the country needs Christ now more than ever. And I say this to you before I finish. If 
in this church, if you walk in Greenwich Borough Council, once you close this meeting, just come and see me. I have an assignment for you. We are going to work with, I was watching, I told you about Afghanistan. I was watching television and I saw the assistant leader of Royal Borough of Greenwich and some other people, they were packing clothes into bags that they are going to give to Afghanistans. And I said, where is Christ's faith tabernacle there? And I didn't find you. I have sent for a meeting with her this week so that you and I will join those people. Next Sunday, we may begin to collect for Afghanistan because those people are coming into this country because God is the one who moves people from nation to nation. It's not adversity. It is God that is moving and positioning people. You need to know that as believers so that we can open up to these people. And what we can do to help, we can practically, not praying for them, but helping them first to meet up with their needs. I have seen people on this street. There is a man who sits, who always spend time in front of the cathedral is a homeless and i was told about the man that this man is always i said leave him alone i went to him sat with him at, you know discussed with him and gave him food but this church there's no reason why this church cannot acquire land and build houses just to help the homeless we will do it i say we will do it the extension of this building that we are planning one of the part of the extension is to help those who are homeless not everybody who is homeless is a drug addict. We met some homeless people. One of them was a senior manager in bank, and the wife was a senior person in bank. Both of them became homeless during COVID because they lost their job. And they were on the streets. We have people like that. The time has come for us to move out. We will preach the gospel. We will do the gospel. We will reach the poor. We will reach the brokenhearted. The homeless, we will shelter. Those who are discouraged, we will encourage them. Use your testimony of your life from bankruptcy to where God has brought you. And we will get many people out of the cross of the devil. All begin now. Shall we stand up on our feet? We're going to pray. The prayer we pray today is simple. God, give me grace to fulfill that which you are speaking to Christ with tabernacle in this month of September. Begin to pray and tell the Lord. Pray for grace. This is the month of grace. Tell the Lord to grant you grace. The Bible says God is able to make all grace abound unto you so that you have enough. If God promoted you and increased you in earning, what about those who have nothing? Out of that which God has given to you, it is time to extend your hand to the poor. If God had given you skill like a lawyer, an accountant, a doctor, what are you doing with the, with the practice without helping those who have need, without charging? Whatever God has given to you, a businessman, how much out of your business goes out to help the poor every, every week? Lift up your voice and then tell God, give me grace, O oh God. Give me grace, O oh God, to do your will. Give me grace, O oh God, to obey your word. Give me grace, O oh God. Give me grace. If you have been looking for a job, tell God, give me a job that will be enough for me to be able to give out. I don't want a job that I'll be eating from hand to mouth. I want a job. He says God is able to make grace abound unto you so that in all things and at all times, having enough that you need, that you will abound in every good work. Tell the Lord, give me grace to abound in every good work. Good news to a hungry man is to feed him first. Good news to the paralytic is to be healed 
Tell the Lord, give me grace in this month of September. You promise grace. Give to me, give to me, give to me, give to me. Power manifestation. Grace to abound. Grace to abound. Every good work I want to do, give me grace to be able to do it. Give me grace to be able to do it. Pray from your heart and God will do it for you. We are going higher. We are going higher. Whatever level you are, there are higher levels. The Bible says, you will be on the top and not be beneath. That is what the Bible says. Tell the Lord, grant me grace that your name be glorified. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Lord, I pray for everyone under my voice. Because you are the God of faithfulness. You told us this is the month of grace. He said it is the month of angels. Let every eyes be open, O God. We stand on your holiness that have brought us thus far. But God is able to make all grace abound. I say to you all, grace will abound unto you in this season. If you came to this meeting today with a lack, before you see my face next Sunday, the father of all mankind, even our God and our Savior, he will meet you at your point of need and supply those needs. I say, I say before this time on next Sunday, your need that came with you today will have been met. You have heard of testimonies from others. It is your time to testify. You will have grace that will abound to you in all things. You will have grace that will abound to you in all needs. Grace that will abound to you to do every good work. Where they have rejected you for something good, they will call you back and give it to you. The Lord will frustrate the plans of the enemy concerning you. The Lord will bring the manifestation of his promise concerning you. You will be made rich in every way. The Lord will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. He will fill your storehouse of seed with increase. The Lord will supply all your needs, not according to your imagination, but transcending your imagination, according to his riches in glory. If you have sickness in your body, you are made whole. If you have sickness in your mind, you are made whole. If you have sickness in your brain, you are made whole. Any lump in your body, maybe someone listening to me that has some lump at the back of the neck, I cause such lump to vanish in the name of Jesus Christ. Every deposit of ailment and sickness in you will cause them to die. The Bible says the tree that my heavenly father had not planted shall be pulled out. So anything that sickness in family or Satan had planted, I command it to be pulled out in the name of Jesus. May the grace of the Lord be lavished over you. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. For they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount on wings like eagles. 
you will run and you will never be weary. You will walk and you will never faint. So shall it be to you all the days of your life. In Jesus' anointed name. Let everybody close their eyes, please. I want to give an opportunity to anybody probably listening to me on the internet or here to accept Jesus. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you to pray with me. And you want to do that. Just say these prayers after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I believe in my heart that God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. I confess with my lips, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I surrender my life to you. I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. If this is the first time in your life you will read such prayer, please contact us on the information that will be on the screen. Our telephone or our email we would like to share with you in, your, in the joy of your new life and also support you in your journey, in your Christian journey. May the Lord continue to strengthen and bless every one of you. Please put your hands together for the Lord. You could be seated, please. Praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's prepare for our tithes and our offering this morning. The accounts details are being projected. I'd like to encourage each one of us to please make a note of this in terms of the account details. I'm sure a number of us have already done that. But please, if you're a UK taxpayer, just want to remind us that we do have an opportunity, if you're a taxpayer in the United Kingdom, to gift aid your giving to the church because Christ Faith Tabernacle is a registered charity. And one of the things I'd just like to remind us, a number of people have questions about it. Not a complicated system. Be a UK taxpayer for every pound that you give to the church. The government of the United Kingdom will give to the registered charity 25p for every pound that you have given because you are a taxpayer. In effect, the charity allows, is able to extend your giving by up 25%. And I said this morning at Bethesda that if I, I like the sound of that because actually each time you pay VAT, you pay VAT of 20%, isn't it? But then in this instance, you're not being given back to charity more than the VAT amount, and that's considerable. So we'd like to encourage you, if you're a taxpayer in the United Kingdom, to please give us the opportunity to reclaim the tax that you would have paid on your giving. It doesn't cost you more than completing the form, either if you've got an envelope, please complete it. Otherwise, please send an email to the church office, admin at tftchurches.org, 
and we'll let you have the details of how to complete that. Give us the, the authority to do that on your behalf. You don't need to do anything other than to do the signing. And we trust that as you do that, it helps to extend your ability to give or your giving to the work of the Lord. If you're outside the United Kingdom and you're joining us online, would like to please visit our website, cftchurches.org. That way, it will guide you into how you may donate to the work of Christ Christ's tabernacle. Now, I'm certain a lot of us have already done, prepared this already, so can I invite you to bow down where you are seated and just thank God for the opportunity that God has given to you to give. For it is out of that which the Lord has blessed us with that we bring in obedience to his word. Thank God for the opportunity and the privilege. Thank God for he has strengthened your hand. He has granted you wisdom and ability. He has empowered you to earn. And it is out of that that you are honoring him today with your substance according to his word. Thank God for the privilege you have that you can give even at this hour. For God himself brings forth the ink. Appreciate God from the depth of your heart because our giving is an act of worship. Worship the Lord this morning with your substance. Thank God. Thank God. Just cast your mind back on the goodness of the Lord and the ability that he has given to you to have food on your table, money to spend. Thank God for that. And commit again your walk with the Lord into his hands. And say, Lord, I honor you today and I thank you for, your, for saving me. Lord, we give you glory and we give you praise and we thank you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can I invite us to please rise as a choir, lead us in a song so that we can worship God together in celebration.
bless you, oh God. We thank you because there's none like you, oh God. We thank you because there's no one like you, oh God. None like you, none beside you, oh God. What are you turning to? What are you turning to? Think open the eyes of the thank you because you are greater you are stronger you are higher our lord and our god more than any other lord thank you lord because you are awesome and it's with a heart that is filled with praise and thanksgiving this morning that we have brought our tithe and our offering into your storehouse lord this is a holy offering that has been brought by your holy people we ask lord that you consume it with your holy fire Your word, Father God, is filled with promises concerning those who give heed to instruction. As we have given heed to your instruction by honoring you with our substance today, Father, we receive the blessings that you have ordained for us in the name of Jesus. That whatever we lay our hands upon to do in you, we shall prosper in it. Thank you, Lord, for you surround us with your favor as a shield, Father. As we go out this week, we shall receive prosperity in all that we do in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for extending our coast. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please be seated.
Well, we give God praise and thank Him for His faithfulness, and I'd like to welcome anyone who's joined us for the very first time. If this is your first time in Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral Building, can I ask that you please identify by raising up your hand wherever you are in the auditorium. Anyone join us for the first time today? Come on. You need to nudge. Please stand. Please stand. You are the Lord. Well, I saw someone standing there. There's some, I saw some hands up there as well. Just wave it. Yeah, that's I thought I did. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much for joining us today. Please be seated. The ushers would, or we will give you a pack on your way out today. Um, and, uh, and please, um, the pack would contain details of, um, of our program and our activities we trust that you've been blessed today. We know that God has ordered and ordained your footsteps here today. And we know that that which God has sown in your life would cost increase to come in it in the name of Jesus. For those who are joining us online as well, please send us an email to admin at cftchurches.org and let us know how we can be a further blessing to you. I'd like to remind us that on a weekly, on a daily basis, we meet online at 7 p.m. Yes, and it's been, last week we had a terrific time in the presence of God. Each day, 11 p.m., um, for all the way into the new day, because it was victory night, stroke with God, all things are possible. And I know there are lots of testimonies. I know that. And if you haven't experienced that yet, keep looking out for it. Because those who expect, receive. Those who expect, receive. Those who expect, receive. Those who expect, receive. If we need to go out there on a daily basis, believe that you will receive. Believe that people who you meet will do you good. Stop negative thinking because we have a positive God. Praise the Lord. The greater one lives within us. I'd like to also remind us that um, during the course of the week, we'll be having Women of Rare Destiny on Thursday. Am I correct? Women of Rare Destiny meeting on Thursday, and that's at, um, after the prayer session. That will be around about 8.30-ish time. I believe the youth have an announcement. Can I? Let's do that very quickly, and then I'll conclude the, the rest of the. Well, while she's, am I, is a Light of the World announcement, am I the one taking the Light of the World announcement? Yes, I believe I am. I've just nominated myself to do that. Praise the Lord. I'll take the youth announcement first. Good afternoon, church. Um, first announcement is that we have our freshers session next Sunday. Um, it's taking place here at Cathedral after service. Um, the session is essentially for people who are freshers. If you don't know what a fresher is, it's someone who's going to university for the first time. Um, 
But it's not just for people who are going there for the first time. It's also for people who are current uni students, people who have finished uni. It's a great time where we give each other advice and tips or we receive advice and tips. And it's just a great time to just get to know one another and to just prepare each other for the academic year that we're about to go into. So if you can, please attend um, once again here at the cathedral after service next Sunday. Um, be aware that um, in order to attend, you do have to do a lateral flow test and show evidence that it is negative. So um, please make sure you do one. I think you need to do it on the Saturday before. Um, if you can, report it to the NHS website and then show the evidence of the negative test. And yeah, um, then you can attend. Um, the second announcement from me is that we have our youth meeting. Normally we have it on the second Saturday of every month, but um, this month because of the family fun day happening next Saturday, we're having it on the 25th of September instead. It's at 2 p.m. and it's on Zoom as um, usual, 2 p.m. time here, just because it is a global meeting. Um, Emails will go out during the upcoming weeks to give information about the topic to, so that everybody can prepare. But um, please make sure you leave that time available on your calendar so that you can attend and be there because we love seeing everyone's faces and being able to discuss together. Um, I think that is all from me. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Ajigine. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, um, I'll add a few things to that. Um, do I look like a fresher? Uh, when, she, when they put up freshers, I sort of thought, I woke up this morning feeling fresh, so that must mean I qualify. So I must be a fresher because I sort of like felt fresh this morning. Okay, but she clarified who the freshers are, those who are going to university for the first time. So those who are going for the third time, stay away. Praise the Lord. Okay, just very, very quickly. We've been, we, over the last, uh, over the course of this year, we remember we, we were, we were, we were, we've been raising some, we were raising funds and we're still raising funds to, in terms of the Allen organ. See, I know it's covered, but it will soon be played. I know, I know, I know Dick Inoji is already taking lessons, special lessons. I'm not looking his way because I know he's doing it. If he wasn't, he now is. <laughs> Praise the Lord, <laughs> just in case. Um, special one, so that, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice. And those of, us, those of us who are in the congregation who are looking at me and wondering why is it not being played, it only takes you to commit yourself to go and learn it, and the Lord will empower you, and he will engrace you, because that's the decision you've made. And you'll be amazed. That within a, within a short time, someone says, oh, it will take me one year. Okay. It will soon be one year. It will take me six months. We need people playing every instrument we have in the church. Each instrument is not there for decoration. And the reason I'm saying that is because even during the course of the last few weeks, um, we had the Berlin church who made a pledge, or the church made a pledge towards the Allen organ. They have redeemed that pledge, I am told by Pastor Sidney that they have redeemed the pledge. I didn't see it myself, but Pastor Sidney says it, so it must be true. And they've redeemed their pledge of 500 euros, and um, that's lovely. Let's appreciate the church in Berlin. 
Now, the bookshop team have also put forward a donation towards the Allen organ of £1,000.80. And I think the protocol team heard about the bookshop team surpassing them. So they went back into the cooler and came back out with an extra 700 and there is now 1,400. Now, I'm not encouraging that, but hey, Pastor Sidney said for me to announce it, so I am announcing it. I mean, I don't know if someone just feels a bit annoyed that the protocol team have now passed them and they might just decide, you know what, we're not going to let that happen. I'm all for it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, we thank God for that. We thank God because as we continuously put our hands in our pockets and do the work of the Lord and work to the, towards what God has ordained for us to do in this church, we trust that he, he himself, we know that he'll replenish your purses. That's of a truth. There's nothing you sow in the Lord that the Lord would not repay you for. It's certain. God will reward you handsomely, and we thank God for that. Praise the Lord. Now, I did nominate myself to do the Light of the World announcement, so I am going to take that. And the good news is that even though it was delayed by over a year, plus another year came on top of that, the Light of the World, which is a men's group in Christ with Tabernacle, are pleased and excited to invite every member of Christ Faith Tabernacle to the Family Fun Day 2021. And it's going to take place on Saturday, the 11th of September, 2021. It's going to be at St. Mary's Garden, Woolwich. And St. Mary's Garden is, this morning we're having a bit of a debate. I said it could be deemed to be adjacent, the church. It could be opposite the church. It could be on the side of the church. It depends on where you are standing. But it's right across the road. Is, it, is this St. John Wilson Road? Somewhere along there? It's opposite Powie Street anyway. It's right next door opposite. And the park opposite us there. But please note it's starting at 11 a.m. on Saturday. And there will be quiz. There will be games. There will be board games. There will be all sort of any game you can bring. Chess. Um, I believe there might be some table tennis, or uh, I think, I think I'm now, I think I'm qualifying it now because I'm not guaranteeing anything. The person that guaranteed last week was Pastor Shegun. He guaranteed, and it's in recording, he guaranteed Apostles' presence. He also guaranteed you would have a good time. So if you don't have a good time, you can sue him. Although this morning, he quickly put a caveat into it. He said that did not cover rain. I don't know. I, don't, I can't understand it. I, I didn't hear that last week, did I? Did you? Did you hear him say that excluding rain? He guaranteed. Praise the Lord. So please note that when you come over next week, Saturday, children are to be taken care of by their parents. And please note that parking is not allowed within the garden as well. Um, all departments, please we request that you are on, on the ground and pre prepared. If you've not been contacted by the executive of the Light of the World, you will be contacted within the next few hours um, just to let you know what role would like you to play on the day. Everything's been risk assessed to the letter, and I say that categorically because I've got a copy of the risk assessment that was put in place for the use of the park. And whilst we're at the park as well, please note that it is important you either take your litter home with you or you put your litter in the bins that have been provided. 
we don't want to have to wait behind and stop everyone from leaving until we've picked up all the litter. And we want to be unique that when Christ the Tabernacle used the pack, it was cleaner than when they arrived there. So next time, we'll become the standard setters. I always like being the one to set the standard for others to follow and copy. And it's always nice to set good standard. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we have the Meteor Pastor this afternoon, um, meeting Apostle shortly after this meeting, after the service. Um, can I ask that all those who have already filled the form um, and who have already notified us of their, that they will be attending, please remain seated in the church auditorium when we are leaving the church because we need to be a bit quite organized about this. Don't leave the auditorium because if you do, you'll have to wait outside the auditorium before you can be let back in. There is a, there's, there, there's an arrangement whereby you need to, you need to be um, checked in upstairs and all of that, but we need you to remain seated in the auditorium and then you'll be invited after the service. It's important we do this in a very orderly manner and the Lord will bless you richly. I'd like to welcome our Father and the Lord Apostle. Amen. Shall we rise up together, please? You know, the men's outing, I'm also coming to play a game. I'm sending Pastor Tyler to go and tell them, my game is barbecue. I'm sure you will give us barbecue. You did not commit yourself to that. Guaranteed. Guaranteed does not mean anything in law. Do you commit yourself to giving us barbecue? All right. Maybe it's an implied commitment, yes? So let us come together and eat barbecue together. It's going to be a great day. Stretch your hand before the Lord and let me bless you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. As you go out this week, may God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you all the support you need from Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and your commitment and accept your bond offering. We will, we will all shout for joy when we are victorious. And may the Lord give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and lift up the banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, may he open the book of remembrance concerning you and fulfill all your petitions. And may the God of Bethel, who revealed himself to Abraham and Isaac and Bethel, reveal himself to you, even in your dreams, during this week in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Shall we lift up our hands together as we share the grace as in Hebrew 13, 20, and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. 7 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with you now and evermore. Turn to someone and say, surely goodness, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you shall dwell in the house forever and ever. Before we sing our closing hymn, can I say, remind us this. Um, every Tuesday, we have a prayer group meeting together. If you are free at that time, you can join them. They call them Shiloh Pillars. You are free to join them, both male and female. If you need information about it, contact the office and they will give you such information. The, the prayer starts from 10 to 11. Just one hour in the morning where they pray together and study various chapters in the scriptures also. It's an intercessory group, part of the intercession group of Christ with Tabernacle. And this Tuesday, Apostle will be hosting that group. So if you are free, why don't you join with us at 10 on Tuesday on the Zoom, not in the church. There shall be shouts of blessing. It will fall in your house.
to us according to our confession. Yes, another good news testimony came in just while we were in the meeting. Brother Great Babalola came out in first class in business, management, and finance. So, congratulate him. You could be seated, please, and the ushers will usher you out. Those of you who are going for lunch or dinner with me, please remain seated when everybody is gone so that we can have our lunch together. Bless you all.